back to PC Impact with your host, Nada Mark Hansen. The first few minutes of the interview audio may be a little choppy. That was due to some technical difficulties with the recording materials. But as the interview goes on, those issues sort themselves out. So I hope you enjoy. This is episode 6. It's your host, NMH. This is the PC Impact. Enjoy. In this interview, we spoke about what we want to be when we grow up, how we look at racism and other things in our lives. We spoke about Black Lives Matter and just touched on different racial and social justice and injustices around the world. So I hope you enjoy. The interview you're going to listen to for this episode was originally recorded on June 15th, 2020. Everyone who participated in this interview did through their own free will and were not forced to. And all their opinions belong to them and solely them. And do not reflect the views of NMH or anyone affiliated with the PC Impact podcast. NMH did participate in this interview and his opinions are his and his alone, just like the opinions of all his guests were theirs and theirs alone. Hi, welcome to the PC Impact Podcast. Can you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Diane. I'm 20 years old, living in the UK. Hello, I'm Nana, and I'm 20 years old, and I live in America. Hi, um, I'm Papa. I'm 18 years old, and I live in Ghana. What's the meaning of life to you? Personally, the meaning of life is enjoyment for me. Explain I enjoyment. I fun in everything I do. Honestly, that's, that's, that's what life is to me. So you don't yeah, like things I bringing mean, you I down? Mean, I believe in the thought process that everything you do must be fun. Like, you must enjoy everything mm. you do. And then, therefore, if I'm not enjoying something, I'm not really doing it because I'm not putting my own into it. So my thought of life is that everything has to be fun. The meaning of life to me is um, kind of similar to what Papa said, you know, living your life to the fullest and doing things that you enjoy because you only live once. So you might as well do things that are going to bring you happiness and joy instead of just doing things just to get by. That's a heavy question, Lana, you know. I don't even know how to answer. To me, this was a softball question because like, I just want to get your thoughts on like what life means to you. Like, what's the meaning of life to you? Like, how do you want your life to be lived? How do you want, your, how do you live your life? How do I live my life? One step at a time. I'm not taking everything, anything too seriously. Um, otherwise, people make you mad. <laughs> yeah. Also thinking about the future, I think, is a big thing. Especially at this age, I think. People always talking about it as well. So, it's nice to take it. As you've all grown up and, like, seen things in the past, if there was one thing you could change from your past, what would it be and what would you have changed? One thing I would change from my past is not caring too much about what people think because you know we're all human and people like to talk and like that's just like, you know, human nature. So I feel like if I care less about what people had to say about me and how they viewed me, I'll be able to live you know, life more happily and freely. Like now I'm starting to like not care that much because it's like, who cares? Like they're not really living your life. So yeah, I think that's one like important thing. Gonna, I think for me, maybe take a few things more seriously. <laughs> so maybe 
maybe the opposite of you, but also, yeah, not caring about other people because at the end of the day, where will they be where, 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 when we split up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's actually the opposite of you, um, actually. I would say I took some things, like, I think having more fun should be on the top of my list. Because I took, I think for me, in my final years of high school, it was all about doing, like, the most, getting the best grades, being top of the class, without actually diversifying it in any way, shape, or form. I would always only think about how I'm going to do that in school. Um, That left me lacking in terms of interpersonal skills, not even just interpersonal skills, but also my networking ability, because I realized that I know people who know, like, the whole, like, everyone in the, uh, like, everyone who's everyone, but yet I'm sitting down, sure, I'm, I'm done well in school, but, I mean, I don't really know the people who are going to, who are going to make a difference, you get me? I guess, yeah. So, like, balance there. Yeah, exactly, there needs to be a balance in there. Yeah. So, looking back at it, do you think your parents had a, a big influence in like what you chose to do or you made the decisions you made for yourself i mean parents will always say things but at the end of the day whether you like it or not it's your choice but there's always gonna be a few you know hints or opinions or you know that ones but then once they hint at you or something you know but for me right now i'm, I'm doing what i want to do but I think at the core of things, there's always um, parents' opinions or recommendations or whatever. Right now, um, so, so right, I think at my age, um, there's less input. I think I, I think I agree with you. Though we all have our own goals and mindsets, it will always be influenced by the people around us. Okay. Um, so no matter how much you try to be independent, no one lives in a bubble. So everyone is always affected by something in the life. So I believe that, yeah, our parents did have an effect on why we feel like we would change some of these things if we're able to go in a time machine and go back in time. And yeah, I agree with you guys. I feel like when it came to academics and stuff growing up, my family, especially my mother, had like a huge impact and input in like what I would do academically from like the school to like the certain things that I should you know participate in but like at the end of the day of course I should like do things that I like as well because if I'm doing what other people telling me to do like I'm not going to find a joy in that so I might as well do something that you know I like and I'll enjoy and I'll probably like you know make a career of later on in life so I feel like at the age I am now because like 20 is like such a weird like time because it's like everybody is like doing their own thing everyone's on like different paths and others like you feel like maybe you should be doing what they're doing or like why you're not at the place that you're at but I feel like yeah this is a time for you especially now that we're like quarantined stuff like this is a time for us to try to like figure out what we want to do and even though we don't 100% like know it's like a good idea to think about it and like start doing things for yourself. This, but this like, quarantine, I've also, I've also lost motivation. I haven't done much this quarantine, so it's kind of like, uh, I shouldn't be doing more, but what? Yeah, but I feel like this is kind of like a time to slow down. Yeah. Because I feel like we didn't have this time to be able to just stay inside and like reflect and do things always on the go, going outside, yeah. and out with friends, either working, doing all the stuff. So like, this is really like a time, like, you know, if you don't really have anything to do, then you know, you can just relax, you know? <laughs> if there's stuff that you want to do, because I feel like I've been, I've been so bored in here, trying to yeah. figure out different things to do. So like, you know, I've been like, 
working on new skills I'm probably never going to use in life. But, like, you know, just little things to, like, keep myself occupied. Yeah. Um, in the time that we've been at home, everyone's been like, oh, find something to do. Find a way to uh-huh. better yourself. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's it's really hard because I don't know what I, I want to do all this time. Okay, yeah. Like, theoretically, sure, I'd want to, I'd want to, oh, I want to change myself, make myself into a better person, mold myself into the being I want to see 20 years in the future. But I mean, practically, it's... It's so hard because you don't even ha- I don't even have that idea of what do I want to be in in five ten years. Like talk. And and then the pressures. All right. So the pressures of social media have also had an impact on me during this quarantine too. Because I mean, you see everyone out there living their lives, and you're like, oh, I definitely want to be on that, or I, I want to be doing that too. But yeah. you have to understand your own limitations. I mean, I can't go out to every day saying I'm going to be an activist for social change. Because I mean, that's not me. That's not what I'm interested in. But yet, that's what social media is putting out there and highlighting us. The end thing to do at this point in time. Do you, you get what I'm saying? All right, so looking at like what you just said, I was growing up being in like our late teenage years, early twenties, not really knowing what we want to do with our lives. But like, remember, like back when we were all kids, we all we all had goals for like what we wanted to be in the future. Like, I remember we all used to say, "Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that." Do you guys want to share what that is, and whether it has changed or it hasn't changed, and you're still basically following that same path? I'd love to start with that, actually. Personally, as a kid, I wanted to be a football player. Um, and as, as life took its toll on me, I realized that, that I'm, I'm not really good at that. <laughs> I, also, I also wanted to be an engineer. Again, as I moved forward in life, I realized physics was for me, so I had to jump up. So, I mean, as, as uh, you can hear, everything... From my childhood changed as I as I grew up. I mean, yeah. it's not the same path I'm, I wanted to be on, but I mean, I'm happy to be on this path now, being a business student in, in Bonita. So when I was younger or really young, my grandparents would ask me, you know, like what I would want to be, and at the time I didn't really know. So I'd be like, you know what, I want to be like a hairstylist or something cute, and they'd be like, um, okay, so I'm gonna ask you again later on, and. <laughs> So you can think about it because a hairstylist. <laughs> but like, you know, as I got older, I was like, you know, I want to be a lawyer. And that's like, I didn't really want to be a lawyer. So now that I'm in college, I'm majoring in criminal justice. So I can work towards being a lawyer because honestly, I don't have a backup plan. And after like, <laughs> like in my life, it's like, I can't, like, if I'm not a lawyer, what, I'm, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with my life? Yeah. You know, I also like fear, like disappointment. Like if Same. I don't end up doing what like I'm supposed to do yeah. like something yeah, that's gonna kind of better yeah. you know so yeah. it's like i've just really been sticking with this lawyer thing okay. yeah. as i started college i've kind of like lost motivation for doing all this because it's a lot of work it's really a lot of work honestly yeah. but you have to like yeah. put in the work to get you know a positive end result so that's what i'm trying right. to do you know so i started i started like in a law program so everything is just like law based i'm really trying to like you know stay on that path because if that doesn't work i really don't know what do after that. <laughs> I think uh, when I was younger, um, sport has always been in the back of my mind. Because um, since I was four, I've been playing every sport. Um, but I've been narrowing it down every year or so. The, the, like, the different sports. I'll cut it down. Um, but now, I think when I was, I think, early secondary, I said I want to be a dentist. Out of nowhere, I want to be a dentist. I want to be an orthodontist. 
And then science was good, but the physics part, like I said, was a little bit, was a little bit sticky. <laughs> that was it. Sticky, icky, it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but now I'm, I'm still pursuing sport, but in a less participant um, way. So working within the sport industry, um, behind the scenes, more like more so. Yeah. So I'm still looking at that. It's still, it's still on the horizon. Nanaja, you said you're doing criminology. You said you're doing business. And actually, you're doing something. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. What do you guys think you guys could do to like better improve the world in those fields you've chosen to study? I know like there's a lot of, like for Nanaja, your case, there's a lot of criminal injustice like going on in the u.s right now like there always has been but part of like there's always business mock practices going on by some people in the business world and stealing from the poor and making the rich richer and actually like we see a lot of like okay let's just talk about racism in sports like we see it happen every year in places like in places all around the world and like what do you guys think you guys could do in your different fields to make the world a better place. Uh, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but currently I've been, been looking at data analysis as a field that, that I would like to pursue, though I am a business student. I just wanted to make that clear as you made the distinction, but I just wanted to make that clear. So can you go deeper into oh, yeah, in data analysis? Data analysis, just looking at trends in data, trying to figure out what the next step for maybe a company or a person would be following the data honestly it's, it's that's it's as simple as i could put it i don't know like yeah i just wanted you to expand on that so people who don't know what it is could actually get it okay. all right now continue what you were yeah, going to say I get you. What, what were we saying how can you improve your field? Like, how can you, in your little way, improve your field to make the world a better place? It's more awareness, because the statistics have always been there. It's always shown that, sure, there's injustice against people of color in America. But no one's paid attention to it because, I mean, no one big has decided to use their platform. Well, when the people who are famous have decided to use their platform, they've never carried it on for long enough to make an impact. But now we're seeing that change. We're seeing people actually bringing up these topics and talking about them and not letting them go away. I think in my field of data analysis, finding those trends that show the people the data as simple as it can be put. Because, I mean, no one likes looking at hard charts and bars, bar graphs and trying to decipher what those mean. But if someone can tell them that in plain English, it would be able to raise much more awareness for certain topics than, than is given right now. Well, I've always wanted to be a lawyer for the simple fact that I just like to help people. And there's a lot of people, especially people of color, who do not have a voice, especially in, like, the criminal justice system as a whole. Like, as you can see, there's, there's always been a lot of discrimination and injustice against black people. And as you see now, you know, everyone's protesting, not just for George Floyd, but for, for everybody, all black people in America black people as a whole, you know? And it's unfortunate because a lot of people believe that racism doesn't exist. And there's a lot of people that... Exactly, you know, especially in America, too. There's a lot of, like, racist... There's a lot of racist people out here, and it's like, we just, like, what is wrong with everyone just being treated equally? Like, I really don't understand that. And I feel like the criminal justice system is against us. Like, it's always going to be against us. And so I want to become a lawyer to instill change in that system and make sure that everyone gets 
a fair trial, a fair chance to plead their case and make sure that people aren't being put on death row for things that they haven't done, you know, a lot of different things. So I feel like that's how I can, you know, contribute to change in society and America as a whole and possibly the world. Actually, before you make your point, I being on the um, on a podcast talking about what's it called per- political correctness. I want to gain insights on the term person of color. Is that an acceptable term to be used? Because I I have seen people dragged on various people social like media platforms. Like no, like see, uh, so, see, yeah, like saying person of color like includes it includes everyone. Brown. It's it's br- like. Muslims, black people, um, Asian people, um, Hispanics, yeah, like, it's just, it, it's just supposed to cover everyone. And like the people who are getting dragged on social media for using people of color, like Ellen, it was like, she was, tra- she was trying to broaden it to make it look like every other minority gets, gets like affected as much as like police stop black people as much as they stop every other race. Like, and that was the problem people had with it. And I was like, I mean, yeah, so she should have just chosen your words better. You just have to choose your words better. And, like, that's what we're learning throughout, like, everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. And, like, we people yeah. forget right now we're still in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. You know, when, when I started, I, like, something switched. I was like, oh, we're still in this COVID. We're still, yeah, yeah. We're still in yeah, COVID. It all came so quickly and much. I've, I've been having this problem with people on my social media timelines where they're all they're all out on the town having having the greatest time of their lives but yet at the same time they're the same people who are telling me to stay at home when i when i first came home because i mean there's still corona in the air but now hey. all of a sudden we've forgotten about that and you for- we're you- like oh let's go out let's go party you forget what i say about people papa you forgot what i say i always say about people what'd you say about people people are the biggest hypocrites you'll find like when they don't want to yeah. do something Oh, nah, bro, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Let's not do it. As soon as they want to do something. Oh, yeah, it's fine, bro. We can just do anything we want right now. Bro, like, are you dumb? You might need additional oxygen for the rest of your life, even after you've recovered. I and, mean, like, and people don't understand that this is not something you want to contract. Just because the recovery rates are higher than the death rates, it does not make sense that, oh, I want to be part of the trend of someone who caught corona. People do want to be like, haven't you heard people make jokes about, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, I have, I have, I have corona right now. I've actually I've been on the PlayStation time multiple times where this guy just hops in and says, oh, yeah, bro, I have corona right now. And then he starts coughing. He's like, ah, oh, no, no, no. Bro, I will, just, 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 I will kick you out. I don't well, care not, about you. Funny. Like, it's not even, exactly. Like, it's, it's not funny. So when he says, oh, just jokes, I'm wondering no where's the joke because no one's laughing. In the, we're, we're all asking, oh, bro, are you are you being serious? Like, do you actually yeah. have corona? And he's actually out here like, oh, no, bro, I'm just joking. Bro. It's not a joke. And there's a lot exactly. of people that believe that corona isn't real. And I don't understand yeah. how yeah. people, like, can comprehend that because I know a couple people who died from it, like, my friend's brother passed away from it and like we grew up together so it's like wow like this is actually real so it's because you're not getting it doesn't yeah. mean that it's not exactly. real and That's i why. feel like everyone kind of like 
has made their own rules. Like, honestly, here in Brooklyn, when this whole, like, COVID thing started, people were still outside. They're like, okay, yeah, this happens. Everyone thinks they're kind of invincible. And it's like, you're not really invincible yeah. just because you're not getting it doesn't mean exactly. that you can't get it. And yeah. it's like, yeah. now that there's all, like, the protest things going on, I feel like I love the cause. And, like, I like how people are honestly trying to fight our people but there's also a lot of people that are just going outside just to go outside yeah exactly. there's a lot of people especially white people that yeah. want to go out and protest and pretend that they're all for black lives matter and that they care that we're being killed but it's like they just want to be outside they just want to be a part of something they think that the trend like papa said as you see on social media everyone's outside being activists and stuff like that so people want to exactly and it's like i feel like if you're not really for the cause why are you doing it yeah because it's like no, no one Exactly, it defeats the purpose. Like I don't like that. There's a bunch of protests that happen like in my neighborhood, and I mostly see a bunch of white people. It's like cool, you know, that's nice if you're really like fighting for us. But at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, like at the end of the day, if you you're just out there just to be out there, like it defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, it really does. The point. Yeah, no, I feel that. Hey, UK were the people who were who were the most ignorant about this whole COVID thing. Well, I felt that too. Not chill, 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 chill. Nanajo and I, like, I know you guys have Boris Johnson, but Nanajo and I have Donald Trump in charge. You like those are uh, those are levels. Uh, no, but at least Donald Trump. No, but he at least tries to insert some power. This guy Boris rolls out of bed and starts talking. Personally, yeah. I feel like the UK dying. is worse. Me too. I feel like the UK is worse for the reason that they deny that they're racist. Mm. Yeah. They deny it. They do. They're like, oh, it doesn't exist, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, racism wait. if racism didn't exist, as soon as Grenfell happened, they would have had a sorted the next week. Exactly. Not three years. Like, not, now, we wouldn't be waiting three years for this to get sorted. It was a different neighborhood, different story. But looking, like, we, we went off topic, but I'm glad we went there. Because, like, I just, I was going to end up getting your, your thoughts about what you guys thought about this activism and everything that's going on. But I've already done that. So, do you think... Prejudice, like people being prejudiced, will go away in our lifetime, or we, we will die before we see all all the hate in our world disappear. Yeah, I think that it's not going to go away. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, all of this stuff is learned. And yeah. when you learn these things, like there's a lot of people that um, once they learn it, they don't want to change their ways and their mindset. And honestly, this has been going on for decades and decades and decades, especially stereotypes and, you know, racism as a whole. And it's like we're all fighting for um, like justice and equality now. But it's like people have been fighting for years and years and years and there's still no change it's bringing more awareness but it's like there's always a point in time where you know awareness is being brought up but it's all on the people you know to want to change like i feel like the world can be a better place if people just change their mindset and views on certain things i feel like we're gonna die and the cycle's gonna continue like literally the cycle always continues people are protesting and doing now fighting for equality that they did years ago like my when my mother was born, racism was still going on. All this stuff was still happening. So it's like she looks on the TV and sees everyone protesting. It's like they're doing it again and again and again and again. Yeah, it's very generational. Um, and it'll go on and on and on. And I feel like it'll take a while for mindsets to change. I don't think you can change the whole world population mindset. You don't have that control. So it has to be from the top because that's where change happens. I mean, 
Yeah, personally, I see this whole thing as a trend. Look, as as we say, every trend has its way of coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, every trend goes full circle. Skinny jeans were popular back in the day, but they made their way back, didn't they? Every trend comes back, and people are just seeing these protests and all this as a way of, of trending. Look at the news reporter, or was she a social media influencer? I don't remember her job title. Are you talking about the lady who went to nail, put the nails? Yeah, she's a newspaper. She was a journalist. A journalist. Yeah. She went there to put for a photo op. You're going to a riot for a photo op, and then she left in her bands. Yeah, but she got fired, so it's alright. She got fired the next day. Yeah, it's alright. On to the next one. But honestly, are are people really going to learn the lesson? We see people who are crying on on Twitter that oh, I got kicked out of my my chosen school because you guys called me racist online. (laughs) Wait, you can't tell me I called you racist if you're racist. One of you, I don't remember who, said it's generational. And, like, I just want to read something real quick. So, like, every generation has had its protests. You remember the Birmingham movement? That lasted for 37 days. Um, We're now on the 17th day of protest, like, over this particular murder. The Freedom Rides lasted seven months. The sit-ins in Greensboro lasted six months. And the Montgomery bus boycotts lasted for 682 days. It might be, like you're saying, it's a trend. It might be a trend, but like the way people are going about it, we're going to be seeing this over and over again until change is given to our people. And like, it's it's not the flimsy promises we've been given over like the last two hundred years. Where oh oh no, like it's obviously going to take a while. Like the over the past two hundred years, we've seen the governments make promises to black people they've never kept. And I, I think people are tired of just getting promises that aren't being kept. I think, I think it's that people are tired of the bare minimum. Where we don't want to see the bare minimum being done anymore and being passed off as, oh, we really tried our hardest. Because we've seen, we've, seen, we've seen what's been done for our, for our people of, can I say white people? We've seen over and over again that it's not good enough to give us half of what you give white people. And say we've really tried the best for you guys, and we're we're gonna try harder next time for you. We want the same as what we okay. Let's let's start with we want the same first, and then we'll get to we'll get to other places after that. Exactly, it's all the quality. That's all we want. People are that's all we want. That's all we want. So I think that people are never gonna stop fighting for change, and it's like yeah. it seems like a trend now because everything is being broadcasted. Everyone has cameras and you know phones yeah. and stuff to put everything online. So you see, it's like you go on the news now, well, I'll turn the news, and you don't see that many um reports of protests and stuff. But that yeah. doesn't mean that people have stopped fighting. It's like people yeah. have continuously fought for decades and years and years and generations, you know. And it's just like the 
the media puts a lot of things out there and it like misconstrues a lot of people's perceptions of certain things. So it's like people are seeing protests and there's a lot of people that don't understand why people are protesting and then you just have it out here and make it seem like people are out here um, being violent and stuff because it's like there's a lot of people, like I said before, that just go out and protest just because everyone's outside and it's trending. But it's like there's a lot of things that are happening that are making these protests look negative and it's like exactly. the whole point of people protesting is for equality yeah and really for and black just, people to be treated as equals yeah, yeah. Just, you raised a, a really good point that i actually wanted to raise earlier on is the media i have a problem with the media um wait 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 wait, wait 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 you're doing this podcast they pick and choose what they want to put on that's that's my issue because oh, cool. they they put on they put on the worst of the worst they put on burning buildings they put on uh, uh, people looting Louis Vuitton and icebox but they don't put on the people who are actually out here protesting for the right reasons and then they make the whole country turn against the people who are actually protesting for their rights because of a few people who decided I'm gonna be an opportunist and take this time to get me a new diamond. Diamond See the funny, the funniest thing I saw of the looters was the guy who stole like twenty iPhones. Went home, tried to turn it on, and then he got the warning that the iPhone won't work. And they, they, they and and you're being tracked because it's, people don't realize if you don't buy an iPhone and they don't check it out the store, as soon as you leave the store's premises, the Wi-Fi goes off and the tracker turns on. I saw that said, uh, what's it called? I saw that said. Um, Twitter is the only place where you get reliable information where two sides of the story are being told and then you... Yes. Because it's true. It's 100% true because, because there was, a, there was something. Someone, someone yeah. was burning down a building. Wendy, Wendy. Wendy's, Wendy's, yeah. It was Wendy's. a white woman, bro. And it was yeah. a white woman. I said... It was a white woman. Remember, they were just a zoom of some black man set up. Yeah, they assumed that it was it was us. Yeah, and I I was quite glad that I was on Twitter at that point in time to actually see that. Yeah. Oh, Wendy's wasn't burned down by the people who are yeah. the most angry. The people who are the angriest right now are taking their time to peacefully um, protest why they're angry. They're actually showing their reasons. They're they're walking down um, the streets of the White House. Yo, they're showing their discomfort. Someone said. Someone said something to me like I need to tell like someone said black people are the most peaceful people like God created because no, 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 like yeah, until they're provoked, but like, no, listen to this. Black people have been put through slavery. They've been mistreated like since the white man came into contact with us in Africa. We've been mistreated and rarely do you see a black person fight back. Like they all like they always take it. They always take We're it on the chin. They always take it on the chin and say, okay, we can move on. We shall overcome. Like, what other we race... We shall overcome. That was one of our biggest songs. What, ca- no, what other race would have, like, we shall overcome as, like, a symbol of something? Like, of, oh, yeah. we, we're going to overcome this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. No other race could have done it. Like, I feel like, apart from maybe to a small extent, Native Americans, no one can relate to us. Because they've been taken out their land, no, driven see, out by the white man. Native, Native, Native Americans land. can't even do that now because the white man wiped ninety percent of their population out. That's what I mean. Like they can relate to us to a small extent, where even to a larger extent, where where's their power? They have no, like they have nothing. I have like an interesting hypothetical question here, and it has to do with like going back to slavery. If the three of you were slaves. 
back in the day, like, like it was a horrible time. And honestly, that period in humanity, I don't know how, even if they give reparations to black people, how that could be forgotten from, like how that could be erased from history. But if you were put in positions where you were slaves, would you have been a slave who w would have done everything their master wanted to like preserve their life and that of their families? Even though that wouldn't have guaranteed you anything, because they would still have abused you and maybe raped you and done vile stuff to you. Or would you have been a rebellious slave and tried to escape like we saw countless others do? Even though if you were caught, they would beat and or kill you. What would you have done? I think to preserve my life and stay alive, I would listen. But it honestly depends. Like, I feel like I would try to escape, but the plan has to be foolproof. Because if I'm getting caught, it's done. And honestly, it's crazy because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, honestly, if I was around with Harriet Tubman, I would have left with her because she freed a lot of people. I'm trying to be free. I'm not trying to, do like, you know, escape with some people because honestly, I can't really trust everybody. And it's like, just these people have a plan. Right. Yeah. These people have a plan. You're going to go with them and get caught. It's a clip. Your life is yeah. done and it's yeah. over for you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I would, you know, obey, <laughs> do a little things, do like certain things that probably go against what my master has to say, but as long as I don't get caught. If I get yeah. caught, then it's, it's over. But for the most part, I would try to like steer clear of trouble and like, you know, just obey simply so I don't die. But if Harriet was there, I would be out. Gosh, it's a wrap. I think my character, I think I would also obey um, just because... I just do it, you know, like, I don't know, I have to explain it, I'll just do it. I think it's an aspect element of authority as well. Um, but at the same time, if it's some prison break kind of plan, then I'm on it. So yeah, as Brian said, it has to be airtight, foolproof. But every other aspect, I'll be obey my master, I think. Personally, I I believe that I am not the most submissive person, and I'm quite stubborn. So for me to to say that I would have obeyed and the master's every command would be quite hard, because I mean I'd be capping. Um, I, I understand it's life or death, but I'm I'm most likely going to going to be the type of person who's 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 with Harriet. Let's let's go. Let's we're 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 leaving this place. We're not staying here. Because I mean that's not for us. I mean that was a hard time for black people and being the race that was that fell victim to this, I mean, I can't believe we've got out of it. I can't believe yeah. congratulations to the people who are who do still like feel those pain and still are able to hold their anger out against white people and not take it out like we they probably rightly should congratulations to them because i don't know how i would do it honestly yeah so let's talk about race relations like since papa like kind of touched on that let's talk about race relations i say i if you have ever felt like you've been attacked in a racial way by a white person i Like they found that to be quite funny, so I mean, can I do that? Can I do that to that? 
they can have some laughs. Oh, I, I mean, mm, back then, obviously, as a kid, I didn't see anything wrong with it. So I, I, I probably went along with it. But yeah, now thinking back, and I'm like, how, how did I say, oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely didn't get me. Like, my situation was, like, back in South Africa, it was third grade. Like, my like my third or fourth day of, of school, right? Uh-huh. This white kid comes up to me. Like, I still remember his name. I'm just not going to say it. Uh-huh. He came up to me. He's like, because he took something from me, and I pushed him. Like, I just pushed him right away. And he was like, that's why you and all black people are savages. Uh-huh. No, in third grade, like, third grade, I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, savage? Hold on. So, like, yeah. I remember I wrote that in my book, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, when I get home, I'm going to ask my parents what that means. Yikes, did you ask? No, because I forgot. All right, so I didn't really forget. I just didn't want to get my parents involved back then. I don't know why, but, like, a part of me was just, like, not to let it go. And in some ways, I wish I held on to it and actually got my parents involved. <laughs> no, but, like, I remember writing it in my book, and, like, I remember that day, and I was just like, what is a savage? Uh, at that small age, you can say that. Imagine, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I've been like racially profiled or like something racist has happened to me, but like my mind is like, I can't really like, know, remember right now, but I know that there's like a lot of ignorant people and I feel like I don't want to make an excuse for them, but it's like some people literally just honestly don't know. I feel like it's your job to educate yourself and like understand because like there's like a lot of different little things like I went out to dinner with my friends and um, their um, mother, they invited like their friends, so... They're like just saying, yeah, you know, um, my family's from Ghana, da da da. So she's just like, oh, so um, were you born here or you were just born there? Questions. I'm just like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm, uh, I don't really know what kind of indicated yeah. that I was born over there, but like I'm, I live here. I've lived here my yeah. whole life, you know. And it's like, yeah, my dad yes. visited and stuff like that. But it's just like, why? Like people don't really think before they say things. It's it's, it's also the media's fault. I'm not gonna lie. When they're yeah. always showing oh Africa poverty, there's always correlations between them. So when they see you, yeah. they're like they're yeah. shocked, taken back. Yeah. So many ignorant people. Like honestly, I need to like mess with this guy, and yeah. so um, I'm like, yeah, you know, my friends from Ghana, da, 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 I'm going there, you know. So he would always like say a lot of ignorant things that would obviously piss me off, and I really just want to punch him in his face. But you know, for restraint, I just have to relax. But it's like he literally thought that we were like living in huts and stuff like that. And I'm like, you see all this stuff on TV and social media and think that all of like we all live like that and stuff like that. Exactly, like, and that's not really the case. So like when I went to Ghana, like literally, I would just show him pictures and videos, and he'll be so surprised. Like I went with my cousin to get ice cream, and he was like, "Oh, you guys do that over there?" Like, like. See, see, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. black people don't see themselves as Africans, like, understandably, understand, understandably, like, everything that's happened to you, but my G, where, where do you think you came from? African, and they're sick, they will argue you down, and it's like, 
No, 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 no. Haitian people say they're black. Dominicans, Dominicans will come after you if you say they're black. I'm like, bro, your hair is as wavy as mine. What are you talking about? He's like, nah, bro. I have some white blood in me. I was like, yeah, if you look at my answers too, I could probably have white blood in me. Let's be guided. Oh, bro, you have no, like, all, if you feel that way, that shows me the class you have. You have none. I'll just leave it at that. All right, let's transition. Since we're talking about social justice issues, what would it take for all black people to unite, in your opinions? And we have a new person here. Mr. New Person, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> like, how old are you? What do you do? Um, like, I guess. All right, anyway, so what do you guys think it would take for black people to unite? Or do you think it's never possible? I think it's possible, but I really don't know what it's going to take because honestly, black people are not united. And I, I need to find, like, unite. Having respect for one another and coming together like not trying to separate someone based on like how light they are how dark they are whether they're from oh, africa whether they're from africa whether they're from the u.s whether they're from the uk because remember let's look back at like like remember when black panther came out and black american actors were pissed off that a uk guy got the lead like a black guy from the uk got the lead like that's division that's not being united that black people like African Americans saying, "Oh, I can never be African because they would never know my struggles." Like that may be true, but my G, we still have the same skin color. A, if a police officer sees me, they're not gonna ask you. Oh, oh, is your name Kobna? Are you from Ghana? No, they're gonna say this Negro looks like someone I, I'm coming after. Like there's no difference actually. We're all seen as the same. If you look at the Jewish people, they are united. 
divided. And they have their own everything, their own community where they support each other and help each other and like uplift each other. They have everything. Their own their own hospital, their own um funeral parlors, like they literally have everything. And it's like yeah. I don't know. I I I don't know what it's gonna take for black people as a whole to unite like that because I feel like with certain situations we come together but in general I think there's still like a bit of division based on like you know class and stuff like that experiences stuff like that and it's like I see like I'm from Brooklyn you know there's a lot of like young entrepreneurs that are like starting businesses and doing a lot of things and it's like the most most people that get all the customers and stuff like that is like people who have I guess you would say like more clout and people who like you know know this person and know that person and I feel like if everyone just like you know supported everyone's business stuff like that it would be way more successful and everybody would be able to like you know be up there but it's like it's selective it's like oh I know that person I'm cool with that person that one's cool that one's just that so I'll support them but somebody else I don't really know them so uh, and I feel like also like to a small extent like with also like forced or conditioned like um, heights, not heights, literally, but compete, like, compete, yeah. That's the word, compete because of the spaces, limited spaces or whatever, and then go to yeah. town. So, I feel like, honestly, if we just find a way to, like, I feel like the way it all stems from everything is just the stereotypes that we're, like, uh, like taught. Yeah. Maybe not, it doesn't even have to be someone telling you about the types, you can just see it. Yeah. 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 You know? And it's like, I feel like people regard like the type of like black person um, in a different way than another one. It's like, for example, someone might view African Americans as like lazy and like no good and like they're not smart or anything. And then an African is like, I don't know, just like a hard worker. Just because of stereotypes. Well, like, that's cool. that's exactly, because don't even get me wrong, bro. Even our parents are racist. Like, to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't be like, like those African Americans, like we, I am African. Right, <laughs> literally, we're born here. But I am, I'm, you know, thing. So it's like. It also has to come down to our parents, too. And I feel like they know that to some degree. It's just it's yeah. hard talking to them, honestly. Yeah. Personally, I feel like there, there can be no unity because we are all different. And so we learn to accept that, we, we honestly will never reach that unity. And I don't think we can ever accept that. Please don't forget our countries as we see them. The, I can't remember. I think it's 54 African countries. I'm not sure how many. But... Of all those countries, most of these borders were drawn by you. White, White people? He came in. He, he, he came in and divided mm-hmm. our land and said, okay, you are now South African. You are now Botswana. You are now Zimbabwe. And now we rule over you because we apportioned this land to our respective kingdoms. Mm-hmm. But in actual fact, the kingdom of Mapungubwe, which stands over Southern Africa, covered all of these countries, all these people were the yeah. same. And then all, before you realize this tribal group was mixed in with this tribal group, all because yeah. they were the same. Yeah. We were never actually given space to explore our differences and now you want us to, to find unity in that. And I think that's impossible. Until we know who we are, there's no way we're gonna be united together. Right. Like, I feel like there is no way of knowing who we are now after the honesty. Like, what Dave said, like, if you guys have, like, if you guys have listened to Dave's song, Black, he said Black is distant. It's representing countries that never even existed when your grandmother was living. Like, people forget, like, our grandparents, before Ghana became Ghana, like, our grandparents were like, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We forget that it was not that long ago. We think it's that it long ago because we learned about it. We learn about it in history class, as if, and they tell us, they tell it to us as if it was it happened thousands of years ago. Like, like look, like let me continue reading the lyrics. Hold on, hold on. Let me continue reading. The lyrics. He said, "Black is distance. Black. It's representing countries that never even existed while your grandmother was living. Black is my Ghanaian brother reading into scriptures, doing research on his lineage, finding out that he's Egyptian. Black is people naming your countries on what they trade most." Coast of Ivory, Gold Coast, and the Grain Coast. But most importantly, to show how deep all this pain goes, West Africa, Benin, they called it Slave Coast. And that's me, bro. I mean, Gaze is a woke brother. Gaze is a woke brother. Don't get me wrong. Another woke brother is obviously Stormzy. He also knows what he's saying. I mean, these men them have actually taken their time to study what goes on in the world. They don't, they don't follow the status quo. They don't take what's given to them in, in schools. I was reading a tweet and it said, yeah, it's it's, um, it's shocking. I Even I fell victim to this. I saw Winston Churchill as this great leader who won the war for us. So the UK, That's how they taught us in school. Like, I felt disgusting today. Like, enjoying history so much in school, today I felt disgusting. Because the, the history we were taught was written by the white people. But the history we're supposed to learn was burnt by the white people. Did you know about wait, did you guys know about the German concentration camps in Namibia? In where? In Namibia. No, no, bro. Like, if you guys read about that, like you'd feel this like your skin will crawl. Like it was just pure evil. Evil is King Leopold in, in Congo. So we all like we all feel like it's gonna take a long time and like a, it's like everything's like it's gonna take a lot of healing. It's gonna take a lot of healing because like there's so many scars people have tried to cover up. And like, I just feel like it's, you just can't come back from it, bro. I'm gonna be real. Like, I'm not even trying and to be pessimistic or anything. Like, yeah, and I feel like people say get over it, but how? When we haven't. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like, ever gonna get over it. That's what it is. You know? Uh, when we haven't, there's been no effort to help us or whatever. Exactly. Or recover or restore <laughs> us. I don't know. I don't Honestly, I'm like, I've done, um, I've done a, like a research paper like recently on, um, you know what affirmative action is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've basically done the whole research. What'd you say, Papa? Action, which is basically just like jobs and organizations to basically allow in more people of color, mainly black people, but also minorities, into coming into um, the workplace. And then by putting in the work, putting them in the workplace, they're assuming that they're just gonna um, rise up higher and join in society. So basically, it's um, trying to integrate more minorities into society by like accepting them. So, for example. Um, say there's like 10 people up for a job and there's going to be like three spaces reserved for black people basically like that. so one, one thing I have about one problem I have with the term minorities is that it groups it groups all people of color um, black um, Hispanic um, Asian the funny thing about it is if, if I tell a Latino man that they don't see us as equals they don't. They're not white. They still won't see me as an equal. Yeah, 
they don't see us as both people who have been oppressed, people whose land have been taken away from us. They, people whose countries have been invaded, they don't see that. They, they see themselves to be still better. So I'm saying, even if there weren't white people, it's human nature to always want to be better than someone else. Oh, I agree with so that. Right now, right now we have someone to blame. We have the white people to blame. But if we didn't, there would still be another race that would try to take over. Let's look back at history because b- before the white man like even came into Africa, black people were enslaving other black people. But it was like, if, if no, like, look, time out, let me finish. It's if you lost a war or something, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to make you force you to work and treat you like, no, like, because some of the black on black slaves, they were still allowed to marry. Like, you were still given, like, certain certain benefits. Like, that the white man, as soon as he made you a slave, never gave you. Yeah, but the issue is that the reason, the, the reason for slavery is because of race. But when black on black, it's not because of race or whatever. You know what I mean? It was, that was down more, reason, down more to tribalism and, like, ethnicity and, like, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. stuff of that nature. Yeah. Papa, you know, like you, it's funny you say they, they they left us stuff. They didn't leave us stuff. They still own. They still own. Some, they still own gold mines in Africa. They still own so many different things in Africa. They didn't leave it to us. They still own it. Yeah, the French government was collecting tax on it every year. The CSA, it's called the um, currency, the francophone, something. So it's 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 the English translation goes to colonies of French Africa. Yeah. So the the, the currency still has the name colonies. No, like they've disbanded the currency now, or they're planning to. Yeah, they are now disbanding the currency this year only. Actually, it hasn't even been disbanded yet. Wow. But this year they're trying to disband it because every year. The Francophone countries would send 50% of their GDP to France to be held in French banks, and then the French government will then take another tax on the on the Wait. GDP. Wow. You know, you, do you know what they called it? Do you know what they called it? The French people, like to them, it's those African countries paying them back for all the development they gave to them when they were in charge. Yeah, I know Guinea was it. Country. Guinea was Guinea part was of it. So what France did was they said, okay, fine. If you don't want to pay the tax, we'll leave you alone. So they left their country. But before they left the country, they, they needed everything. All drainage systems were 
They looted everything. They said this is because they looted everything and took us all back to France. They said because this is what we did for you, and if you don't want to pay the tax, then do it on your own. So that's what because look at the country of France and ask yourself how do they maintain this GDP? How do they say this is the GDP we have every year? If we're going to have that discussion, if we're going to have this discussion, we need to have the discussion about how England have all those fancy things they have in their museums as well. We need to, we, we need to talk about how America was built on the backs of black slaves, but everything is credited to a white man. Everything that a black man built was named after a white man. Oh, yeah, I want to know, do you guys feel resentment towards um, white people? I just want to know. Uh, uh, honestly, I want to hear Quakey's view. Actually, no, I want to hear Quakey's view. I can't live my life like that. Like, that's really, like, like breaking me away, you know what I'm saying? It's not what I'm saying. There's too much activity to live with. No, like, bro, I, you can't live with, I can't live with that hate inside me. I just can't. Like, it'll take a toll on me for no reason. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like not so white people are responsible for a lot of things that have happened in the past, but there are a lot of white people now who are trying to change that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like you can't really All right, so the next thing we're going to touch on is, like, do we think some companies and celebrities are using the Black Lives Matter movement as a trend right now in order to stay relevant and not to get cancelled? What do you guys think? Yes, I agree. Okay, I'd, I'd, I'd like to take this topic first. Um, you know, I, I play, I play a lot of video games, and I spend my time on video games heavy. And the one company I've realized is doing this like out of, let's just not say that. The, the beginning, no one said anything. I mean, it's Black Lives of Matter from the beginning of time. But currently, if you open FIFA right now, every time you open the game up, a pop up comes up on your screen saying Black Lives Matter, and then this uh, a sorry, a sorry text comes up like we can tell you don't care but you're putting this in the game just so that you can get more people to come back to the game the people who have already left the game then and not, not only in fifa it's also it's apex legends another game i play which has the same thing going on on their platform 
I think it's just a, it's, it's like a it's like a game a game grab a cash grab to get yeah, them to come back. Yeah. We want to come back to come back to the games, and it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of companies that have like posted a lot of Black Lives Matter things and how they're in like solidarity with us. But it's like I feel like a lot of people, especially celebrities, have posted that and show that they stand for the cause just so they don't get canceled and so they don't receive any negative backlash. Like there's a lot of celebrities that Loki have been like bullied into like posting things about the movement, and I feel like they just do it just to like you know stay out of negative spotlight. Like they don't want any like negativity coming towards them. They don't want people. Also, Twitter is ruthless. <laughs> Every day I go on Twitter, somebody else is getting canceled for something. So, like, people don't want to be a part of that. Not even to cut you off, but did you look at the Kylie Cosmetics diversity numbers? It was absolutely shocking. Kylie Cosmetics. Oh, yo, you guys remember the H&M hoodie that said, um, coolest monkey in the jungle when they put that on a black kid? Um, H&M is donating $500,000 right now to Black Lives Matter. Exactly. And it's like, bro, like, if you're going to post all of this, like, eight pages of, like, 
on Instagram, you know how much yeah. time that could have been used to actually do something? Sign petitions Yo, sign petitions but do not donate to change.org because they just spend that money to themselves. Thank you all for listening to our discussion about Black Lives. Before we go, I'm just going to read a quick statement I wrote a couple of weeks ago. Hi everyone, it's NMH. And to be honest, I really wish I didn't have to do this. But I am tired. My race is tired. The people who look like me are tired. If you don't care about black issues, stop listening to this podcast. If you care about how we as a people, black people, are being treated across the globe, it is time for us to come together and show them that the hate that has been spewed at us since the white man first came into contact with us is all BS and vile. And I absolutely detest it. Why do you harbor so much hate in your heart for black people? Is it because we came into the world first? Is it because the continent we come from and call home had and has all the resources the world needs that you don't have, but you continue to find a way to loot and steal? Is it because you are scared that when black people band together and find their collective voices, we would be the most powerful source of energy this universe has ever seen? And would stop taking your loans and plans that are slowly taking us out and rise up funding ourselves without your help in the fake situations you created globally to put Africa down at the bottom. One day we will be back to where we were before we came into contact with you and you came for our lands, killed our people and took some of our people away due to greed from a few on the continent who still sadly exist today. Slavery and colonization should have never happened, and if you were to pay back reparations, you should have done so ages ago, without being made to do so. But I guess I am dreaming. Keep your money, your influence, and leave black people alone. Stop abusing us. Stop killing us. Stop looting from Africa. Stop stealing black ideas and calling them your own. Stop killing my brothers. Stop killing my sisters. Stop marginalizing my people by throwing them in cages for things you are now turning into multi-million and billion dollar businesses. Stop being pricks. Stop making people believe that one skin color is better than another. One skin tone is better than another because it's not. We are all beautiful things made by the God up above. I have sat here for the past few weeks angry, sad, numb because it feels like the voices of black people never gets heard. I guess H&M's racist hoodie from a, u- a few years ago was right. We are just the coolest monkeys in the jungle because like animals, our voices are never heard. We just get put down over and over and over again. Okay, so during the episode, I looked at the song Black by the UK artist Dave. Like, I just thought I should Besides the lyrics from like the song, you guys should actually check out the song. It's very powerful. Uh, so you start to look, black is beautiful, black is excellent, black is pain, black is joy, black is evident. It's working twice as hard as the people that you know you're better than because you know you need to do double what they do just so you can level them. Black is so much deeper than just African-American. Our heritage has been severed. You never got to experiment with family trees they teach you about famine and greed and show you pictures of our family on their knees. They tell us we used to be barbaric. We had actual queens. Black is watching child soldiers getting killed by other children, feeling sick like, oh, wow, this could have happened to me. 
your mommy watching telling stories about your dad and your niece. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. A kid dies, the blacker the killer, the sweeter the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance, he's ill and confused. If he's black, he's probably armed, you see him and shoot. Look, black is growing up around the barbershop. Mommy's saying stay away from trouble. You're in yard a lot, studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got. Cause black is in your blood, you don't even have the heart to stop. Black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone, and standing by your children when you have to prove karma wrong. Black is doing all the above, then going to corner shop. Try to help a lady cross the road and have her walking off. Black is growing up around your family and making it, then being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it. People say you fake, never stayed to change, but black is being jealous you'd be dead if you'd stayed in it. Black is struggling to find your history, you're tracing it. You don't know the truth about your race because they are racing it. Black has got a sour flavor, here's a taste of it. But black is all I know. There isn't a thing I would change in it. Look, black ain't just a single color. Man, there's shades to it. Her hair is straight and thick, but mine's got waves in it. Black is not divisive. They've been lying and I hate it, man. Black has never been a competition. We don't make it. Black is deadly. Black is when you're freezing in your home and you can't get sleep but never feeling empty because you got 20 cousins living in your country stress-free, walking for their water, daughter wrapped up in a bedsheet. Black is distant. Black is representing countries that never even existed while your grandmother was living. Black is my Ghanaian brother reading into scriptures, doing research on his lineage just to find out that he's Egyptian. Black is naming countries on what they trade most. Coast of Ivory, Gold Coast, and the Grain Coast. But most importantly, to show how deep all this pain goes, West Africa, Benin, they call it a slave coast. Black is so confusing, cause the culture, they're in love with it. They take our features when they want and have their fun with it. Never to seem to help with all the things we know will come with it. Loud in all our laughter, silent when we're suffering. Black is being strong inside and facing defeat. Poverty made me a beast. I battled the law in the streets. We all struggled, but your struggle ain't a struggle like me. Well, how could it be when your people gave us the odds that we beat? What about our brothers that are stuck in jail? That couldn't bust a bell. They held a bird and they gotta live with it. Black is being guilty until proven that you're innocent. Black is saying, free my people, stuck inside the prison cells. They think it's funny. You don't have anything to say to them. Unconditional love is strange to them. It's amazing to them. Black is like the sweetest flavor. Here's the taste of it. Black is all I know. There isn't a thing I will change in it. Those are the lyrics to Black by Dave. You guys should actually check out the whole song. Thank you for listening to the PC Impact. It's been your host, NMH. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and discussion with my guests. Papa, Diane, also known as Ashley, as we refer to her multiple times in the interview. Nanajwa, and our final guest who joined us a bit late, Quaker Brew.